Boom! Here we go. Mun yay! Finally, this feels like it's taken thirty-seven hours for us to get here from this morning. All right, so let's throw it out there: daylight savings time, whatever they're calling it. I happen to love, love this time. <laughs> you know, I'm an early morning guy, so you know, six thirty sunrise makes a difference. Yep. But I just feel like the day was long. Yesterday. Yes, yesterday was wild. The amount of stuff that we got done yesterday was insanity. But I love I love it as well. I mean, walking out of the gym this morning and the sun being out, feeling like I have found time this morning. Um, just really good stuff. Love well, loving let, the time change. Let's call it what it is. Also, it was two of the most spectacular days back to back. I mean Skies that were painted, temperatures that were absolutely perfect. Great for football. I know Jake went to the UM game, and uh, UM is one of the only Florida college teams that uh, is, is on a well, So, I mean, yeah, Florida college is not so good, but South Florida sports this weekend on fire. You got a Heat win, you got a Dolphin win, you got a Canes win, you got an Inter Miami win. I mean, everybody gets a win. It's like, oh, you got a Panther win, too. They're, they're <laughs> 0-1, man. Like the best start ever, you know. So, uh, you know, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, Andrea puts it right. I mean, it was just he- heavenly. Windows open. It still, it still is. Like, it's this morning when I took Lou for her walk, it was chilly and nice. And then walking out of the gym this morning, it was cool and the not a cloud in the sky. It's... If you, ha- if you don't live in South Florida, we highly recommend you move here, especially during this time of the year. So um, loving the, the weekend, lots of great stuff that went on. There's a couple of things that happened in sports that are worthy of talking about before we get to wake up music. Um, Freddie Freeman, if you have not seen the Freddie Freeman story on uh, ESPN, it's a must watch. It's fantastic. But this was posted. Congratulations to them for winning. But on Saturday, last Saturday, 4 p.m., four hours before game four, where was Freddie Freeman at the stadium? No. Meditating. No. He was at his son's t-ball game. I love that. That is my dog. That is just. Priorities. And if you watch the story, it's no surprise. He is that type of human being and uh, just uh, thought it was worthy of unbelievable of- career story. I mean, working oh. his way through coaching and around major league baseball, really awesome. So awesome stuff there. Then there was a first in the NFL, which there are just not that many firsts of anything, but Josh Allen tackled Josh Allen. <laughs> well, it's not only tackled Josh Allen, he also sacked Josh Allen, he intercepted Josh Allen, and, and he got a fumble, a fumble recovery from Josh Allen. So Josh Allen owned Josh Allen. Josh <laughs> Allen and Josh Allen really got after it yesterday. <laughs> there was nobody else on the field except Josh Allen. Man. So for those of you who don't get the reference, Josh Allen is the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, and Josh Allen is also a defensive player for the Jacksonville Jaguars that they were going against each other all day. So it was Josh Allen on Josh Allen action. Incredible. Incredible. Well, no, so, we have to talk about another major milestone. I, don't, I know you're not super into boxing, but Canelo Alvarez probably becomes the most historic Mexican boxer of all time. He becomes the first time 
super middleweight to unify or all four belts. And he becomes the first Mexican um, uh, unanimous um, champion in the history of boxing. So, and it was a great fight. It was 11 rounds. I paid the 80 bucks for it to watch it on Showtime. And it was phenomenal. So great stuff. Great, great stuff. I totally agree. So much more to talk about. Can't start the day without Teddy. Give me some Teddy. Daily Huddle, we speak about family all the time, FOE, family over everything. So let's talk a little bit of Noodleberg news. Give me the news, my son. Yeah, there's a little baby yeah, Noodleberg on. Hey, the come way. on, man. Look at this, man. <laughs> so, so and, and here's the takeaway also. We spent the month of October traveling. It was so good to be home this weekend. But got a chance to data dump from the month. Got a chance to catch up. Put a post out there. So the reason, one of part of the reason we traveled to Tallahassee was to share the wonderful news with Kai, and uh, he took it really well. He was really excited about it. The picture of him talking to or to Gabby's belly was really sweet. So we're excited for an April 9th delivery, is what they say. But there is a no another Noodleberg boy on the way. So my dad had two boys. I have two boys. Jeans <laughs> are strong. Jake, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so congratulations to you. I'm super excited. Can't wait to add another Noodleberg to the family. And continuing the family tradition and honoring things that are great, um, great achievements are my nephew, your cousin, Scotty Garber. Bang. Oh, that's this. awesome. Isn't that great? Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> he runs... The, the New York, York City, City Marathon. Marathon. So uh, just pretty intense. Congratulations. His commentary is all about setting a goal, working through it over a long period of time. You don't train for a marathon in a day. You train over a period of time. And there's a very interesting um, video on YouTube that Jesse Itzler put out about setting goals this time of year. And he said the ones who win are the ones who keep going. He goes, even in his 100-mile races, he sees people peel off because they're hurt. They have a blister. They're mentally screwing with themselves. Those are the ones who just keep going are the ones that win. So uh, lots of good family stuff going on, lots of good energy. Um, let's go to Monday motivational video because this one will really kick off the content for today. People that say they have dreams or want to open a business or want to do something differently than what they're now doing. They don't like their jobs. They're unhappy. They're unfulfilled. People who say they want to improve their income level. Look at how they spend their time. Commitment shows up in your life in what you do. There's no easy way around it. No matter how talented you are, your talent is going to fail you if you're not skilled. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't study, if you don't work uh, really hard and dedicate yourself to being better every single day. I love 
the process. I love the thought of working for what I want. And I firmly believe you're never supposed to wish for it more than you're willing to work for it. Your expectations never supposed to exceed your effort. But a lot of people, they wish and they're not willing to work. And the great thing about life, life has a funny way of testing all of us and seeing how bad we really want what it is that we say we want. I've, I've never really viewed myself as particularly talented. Where I excel is ridiculous, sickening work ethic. You know, while the other guy's sleeping, I'm working. While the other guy's eating, I'm working. Bang. I, I don't know about you. I'm ready to dive in. And it's, uh, you know, finding that kind of stuff, which, you know, I've said this before. I, I ask people when I speak live, anybody in the audience own a library? Everybody looks at me like, what are you crazy? No, of course I know. <laughs> yes, we do. In a click of a button, you can find anything. You can do the research. But today, what I want to focus on is what Will Smith said in that it's talent versus skill. And before I have a video that sort of sort of outlines it, but give me your take on talent versus skill. So talent is 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 something that is God gifted, is something that is innate to you. I the word talent and ability are interchangeable for me. What your abilities are are innate to you. The things that you're good at that God has gifted you with and you are unique with those things. Skills are things that are trained, that can be learned, that anybody can have. And that was the way, you know, you separate out and you look at what's happening at the University of Florida, right? Coaches are getting fired. It's turmoil. It's not probably because they're not as talented. They're probably talented. They just haven't developed well enough. And when you develop people with skills or you develop yourself with skills and Will Smith talked about it, right? Insatiable work ethic. I really wasn't that talented. He might not be, have the greatest range of acting, which I might argue because I just watched him in Ali and he was so good in Ali as Ali, but that came from him studying Ali, right? And, and learning to mimic him and act like him. That's not ability. That's not God gifted. He trained that. He studied it and worked it over and over and over. Two very different things. And so we are constantly driving home, get better every day. That's how you win the, the fight. But here's a cool video that I found that sort of puts us in a place and then we can discuss it further. Talent is a natural aptitude to accomplish something. Back in high school, I realized I could run farther and faster than most of my teammates in track. But there was a boy named Chad that regularly missed workouts and had a bad attitude about team practice when he did show up. But Chad killed it on the race day, leaving all of us in his dust. I think he ran a four-minute, 41-second mile in high school. He was that good. He had a natural aptitude. Skill is the learned ability to accomplish something. While Chad would easily win all races without consistently training, I would come in third or fourth place only because I train hard every day. I put in the time. Develop the skill. The point is that you can build a skill regardless of your talent. I ran a 4 minute 52 second mile in high school. I was a full 11 seconds slower than Chad in the mile race. I was good, but not great. I had some talent, but more so, I put in the time and worked hard. 
While Chad gave up on his running after high school because it wasn't challenging for him or he didn't enjoy it or he didn't get fulfillment from it, whatever the reason, I continued to train through college and eventually joined the GE national track team. Six years later, after graduating from high school, I ran a four-minute, 41-second mile. It was the same time that Chad ran back. What are you doing to learn, practice, and increase your skills? Some people are born with money, family connections, and talent. Others have to work hard for all three things. I can assure you that those who had to work hard, regardless of what was given to them, achieve more and appreciate it more than I love it. So, you know, these kind of stories are happening every day. You don't have to be, you know, an athlete on TV. You don't have, you know, you're talking about business people who adopt these practices, you know, of getting better 1% every day. What are you doing to upskill? What are you doing? You know, we're going to talk further about it. But uh, before we do that, I have some killer music to drive this conversation home. Get all my back, lone survivor ass. They got me in the sights. No surrender, no trigger fingers go. Living the dangerous lies. Hey, 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 every day when I wake, I'm trying to get up and knocking me down. Hey, 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 when I need to be saved, you're making me strong, you're making me stand. Like a rocket up into the sky Nothing can stop me tonight You make me feel Heavy metal this morning. We gotta rock everybody, man. Get it going. So before you go on, D. Robinson asked the question: Is leadership a skill, right, or an ability? She's stealing my thunder. I was gonna ask you question, and I was gonna do question and answer with you, but go. That's good. So that that question needs to be unpacked, though, because it depends on the level of leadership, right? In order to have vision. In order to be able to inspire, in order to be able to move an organization in a different direction, that there, there's some ability to that, right? Not everybody is cut out for that, and that can't necessarily be trained. But mid-level leadership, you know, leadership of a small team, leadership of, of a small group, that can be taught. That can be trained. And so it depends on the level of leadership. I'm not saying that everybody can be Steve Jobs. It takes some ability that's God gifted and creativity and vision in order to be able to be Steve Jobs. But that doesn't mean you can't be a leader of a team within an organization or a leader of your family or a leader of a small group. Uh, that's a fabulous question. It's a fabulous, you know, comeback to it. You know, and I talk about become the CEO of your own life. I became better at everything else in the world when I became a better leader of my own life, making better choices, 
making, you know, doing things right, saying no to the wrong, you know, all of those things that we do and that we talk about as part of our process help change the perspective of everything else. You know, when we just did our annual meeting, end of year annual meeting, I think even you were quite surprised as to the grasp of, you know, what I got. That was all learned. I mean, you know, you talked to Sam 15 years ago. I, I didn't, I didn't have a grasp of all of that stuff, you know, right. I, I learned it. So I wanted to throw up this. Um, I don't want to throw up. I want to on the show. Please <laughs> throw it up on the show. Uh, Shave, you can put up the chart. Just it's hard to read. But if anybody uh, wants right. this, this is a skill versus talent conversation. Mark, if you can see any of those, anything jump out at you? Yeah, I mean, you know, the meaning of the difference between skill and talent, I think we already talked about. But I think when it comes to discovery, because I think that's where most people struggle, is the discovery of what their actual talent is. And there's no time limit or timetable on when you discover what you're really talented at. But the only way to do it is to continue to search for it. Most people take what was in front of them, ride with that, and then say, well, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm going to do. And it might not fit their skill level. They might have been, you know, that might have been dictated to them by bad managers, by bad leaders. They've been put in a position. So when you figure out what it is that you're skilled at or what it is that your ability is and that what you're really passionate about doing that, that you're naturally good at, and then you work the other side of becoming skilled at using that ability. That's where you really find success professionally, personally. And there's no time limit on that. You can be 55 years old, you can be 60 years old, be 70 years old and figure out that you're good at woodworking or you're naturally creative at that and work the skill. And all of a sudden you found something that's fulfilling for you. Shay, do me a favor, pop that up again, because my big takeaway here um, is guidance needed. A yep. skill needs proper training to be able to be put to the best use. Okay, right. So I'm honing my skills. You talked about the fighter. Yep. He's the best skilled fighter. I have never seen a guy who could duck punches better than that in my life. Right. Talent needs the right coaching to hone and put it to best use. So regardless of, you know, the words are really interchangeable. Yep. But regardless, you need you need to work and you need to be coached. And that I found that to well, be. And if you're not talented at it, right, if you're not naturally talented at it, it doesn't mean you can't be good at it. But are you ever going to be the best at it? Probably not. Right. Like the, the difference of the guy running the, the you know, the, the miles, if the guy who was naturally fast would have worked as hard as the guy, forget it. It's over. He's never going to beat him. That's the reality of matching talent and skill together is that they're undefeatable it's it that's the culmination of greatness is when you figured out okay i have a natural ability for this i'm also willing to work my ass off at being the best at it most guys don't do that most people don't do that most people are willing to either lean on their on their ability to be lazy and only get by with good enough right or or not, or, or willing to work, not willing to figure out what it is that their ability is because they just want to take what's given to them. So, so here's a question I get asked all the time or, or told, oh, you're a born salesman. 
you were born with it, which is the biggest crock of shit ever. And right. one of the things that we talked about when you made the transition is what happens if somebody landed on the planet, never knew any of the language, never knew any of the training. Could we make the perfect business development or opportunity creator? Correct. Could we do that with just honing skills and talking about whatever raw talent you have. Everybody has a talent. You're good at something. You know, that could lead us to the superhero stuff. Everybody has a secret sauce, you know. That's my point in leadership is that, you know, you might not become the greatest CEO of all time, but that doesn't mean you can't be the best market manager that 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 corporation's ever seen because two-way communication, because empathy, because, you know, all of the things that go into leadership there are a lot of skills there that just take really good training and really good work and development. And when you develop those things, you can fit into the role and be successful at it. Yeah. So, you know, this is a conversation that doesn't end here, you know, identifying what you think you're good at, identifying your skill sets, really, really important, you know, but, you know, the idea that whatever you, you know, I love Carol Dweck, the book Mindset, because she talks about there's only two kinds of mindset. There's fixed or growth, right? And fixed is I can't do that, right? And growth is I can't do it yet. I can learn how to do it. And you can learn how to do anything. 10,000 hours practicing something makes you great at it. So it's a really cool sort of dialogue. I thought I'd end um, with this cool little um, the word secret, there are six secret skills, right? And this is something I think that if you pay attention to, the word secret stands for self-manage, engage, create, reflect, inquire, and team. I love it. So they're not a secret anymore. They're, they're right there if you want to do it. Secret skills, skills versus talent. All fun and ask a great question and any suggestions on how to pr- improve as an empathetic leader, ask more questions, right? If you self audit your own meetings with your people and your own you know group settings with your people, if you're telling more than you're asking, if you're talking more than you're listening, you're not an empathetic leader, you're a dictator. So ask more questions, get more feedback from those people and then figure out ways to match what you're trying to do with what they're telling you. And then uh, Ronald Tun, first of all, thanks uh, for coming over and hanging out in the huddle. He's a, you know, uh, a a disciple of our man, Corey Disson. Um, So he found us, he's here, but great comment. Um, We're all on that continuum. I don't agree. Most of the people have this amazing tool called LinkedIn that they can learn if they unlearn everything else, but they're not doing it. They're still using it wrong. I mean, I still get, you know, we do a, a presentation and tell people send a note right. Right? <laughs> get every day that people don't send notes. It's basic. And uh, one last LinkedIn story before we leave, because I think it's really, Oh, there's Ann. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn works, man. And just showed up first time live. I think in the huddle. she's the one who asked the question. I just that's the, whose question I just I answered. didn't even realize that. And is who I met in Jacksonville at the Tile Distributors event. And I sent her a LinkedIn message early this morning. This is the power of LinkedIn. I love her it. 
And uh, Friday night, I was out um, at Louis Bossy. We had some client meetings. And a lady walks by me, stops dead, looks right at me. I got scared. I'm like, what? You know, she goes, aren't you the guy from LinkedIn? (laughs) You're doing trainings and stuff about LinkedIn and da 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 I know you. I want to follow you. What can I do to help you? We have a conversation coming up. So you just don't know if you create the awareness, you don't know who's out there. And thank you for coming to us live from New Jersey, man. Good job. Let's go. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million.